Chapter 19 Farewell for Now Jessica didn't have to search the paintings. She stood with her hands on her hips in front of a painting named Automat, which featured a lonesome woman sipping a coffee. Her right hand was bare and holding the mug, and her left hand was gloved. I'm ready, Jess said. The woman in the painting brought the mug to her lips, took a slow sip, then placed it back down on the saucer with a clink. You were sad when we last spoke, she said. What are you experiencing now? Excitement, Jess responded, thinking of last night with Paul. I'm excited to continue developing these skills in myself. More than that, I'm excited to enroll others in this journey, helping them to shift their beliefs, teaching them the skills, coaching them to apply them, then supporting them to do the same with others, making this movement go viral. I can't wait to see what happens next once this new way of interacting gains traction beyond my colleagues and family. I think we've created something with the potential to help a lot of people. You sound like a very different person from a few weeks ago, the woman said, fingering the coffee cup's handle. What changes are you noticing in yourself? Jess recalled her recent dramatic transformation. She once believed it wasn't her place to take action, but now she knew that change was well within her grasp. She thought of her initial resistance, then building her confidence, and the results she had already seen. She was ready to see her mission through to completion. I believe now that I don't have to accept things the way they are. I'm done being a victim. And I'm done with other people making themselves victims too. That sounds very powerful, the woman said. I've learned that assigning blame doesn't help, Jess continued. There are no villains here, and by seeking out people to blame, I've made myself the victim. Instead of laying blame, which makes people fear being wrong and afraid to take action, I can inspire the accountability required to make the most of every situation both the failures and the successes. Excitement coursed through Jess's body, not the nervous excitement that comes from fear, but the calm, level-headed intensity that accompanies someone living their purpose. Jess pulled a folder from her bag, opening it to scan the first page. What do you have there? The woman asked. Paul recommended that I write all this down so that I can share with others, Jess said. What do you think about his suggestion? Writing it down inspires me and keeps me accountable, and it helps me track how it evolves. Plus, it helps me get my team involved. The woman lifted her gloved hand to adjust the brim of her yellowed hat. All these commitments, how will you make this transformational culture shift possible? She asked. As Jess pondered how she would execute her goals, her eyes wandered to the window and the sculpture garden outside. First, by using these skills in my own life consistently until they've become like muscle memory. Second, by explaining what I'm doing, helping people shift their beliefs, enrolling and teaching them how to use the skills in their own lives. And third, by empowering and supporting them to make it go viral by coaching them through sharing the skills with others. And how will you measure your success along the way? How will you know when you're fulfilling what you've set out to accomplish? This is the question that Jess had been avoiding asking herself since the previous night. 
I'm struggling with this, she admitted. I know that my success is reflected in the success of those around me. I'll know I'm successful when I see the impacts in the lives of people to whom I haven't directly taught the skills. Those tertiary impacts will mean that this has grown much bigger than me, that the people I've coached are now coaching other people through belief shifts and sharing the skills to be empowered to do the same with even more people. Those are the requirements of the contract you're making with yourself. How will you measure your success along the way? I'm struggling to come up with a system to measure those impacts, Jess said. What would that even look like? I don't know, Jess. What would that look like? Jess thought and thought, the answer slipping through her fingers like smoke. This is the last skill, isn't it? The woman in the painting inclined her head as Jess continued to search for the answers. It is, Jess said. I know it is. This is the skill of contracting, the woman said. I call it the RCM principle. First, you must define the requirements of the contract, what each party needs from the other. Next, you must list the how we will work together of the contract. These are the ways in which you intend to work together to make the requirements possible. Finally, you must add some metrics, some methods of measuring performance along the way. I'm hung up on how to establish metrics to goal attainment when it's not a clear business outcome, Jess said. How can I measure qualitative results? If you could attach success metrics to accomplishing your goals, what would you be measuring? Seconds stretched into minutes, grains of sand slowly trickling through the hourglass as their stare-off continued. Finally, the answer poured out of her. I have a handful of skills to incorporate into my life, Jess started. There's obviously a measurement of the number of times I apply them in a given week. I think there's also an opportunity to measure how well I use each skill. Jess looked up at the painting. Can I use a self-rating scale on something like how well I use the skills each week? That seems so arbitrary. What do you think? The woman asked. I'll do it, Jess answered. The numbers could be combined to give me an overall score for each skill each week, which would allow me to track my progress over time. Aren't you forgetting something? The woman in the painting looked at her expectantly. Jess cocked her head like a curious dog. The others, she said, realizing her oversight. This only works when I'm spreading these skills to others. When we hit critical mass, that's when we'll have created a transformational culture shift. So, how do you effectively measure the culture shift? I need to get others to realize what I'm doing, to be open to a belief shift, learning these skills themselves, and applying them with the people on their teams. I need to measure not just the number of times I use the skills, but the number of times I've taught the skills to others and the number of times they've taught the skills to even more people. Jess flipped open her notebook and, using a pen from her purse, began scribbling lines and tables. When she had finished, a rough sketch of a scoring matrix stared up at her. What's new for you right now? the woman asked, watching with pride as Jess marked up her notebook. Jess had almost forgotten where she was, lost in the passion of her work. I feel creative again, 
she replied, coming back to the conversation. More creative than I felt in years. Is this something concrete you could use to help these beliefs and skills go viral throughout your company? Jess nodded vigorously, her earrings jangling with a movement. What comes next? the woman asked. I share it with everyone on my team, enrolling each of them and seeing what they can add. Good, the woman said. What else is there for us to discuss? The moment had come, the one Jess had been both anticipating and dreading. I'm ready, she said. I don't feel stressed or pressured to do any of this. I don't feel trapped anymore. I feel alive and inspired. And I finally feel like I'm not alone. The woman in the painting smiled with sad eyes at Jess's last words. You don't have to be alone if you don't want to be, Jess said to her painted friend. She wished she could take the painting home with her. You are ready, agreed the woman in the painting. You have the skills to take this vision out of your imagination and bring it fully into the real world. So this was just in my imagination? Jess asked. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, the woman in the painting responded. Does not knowing make it any more or less real? No, Jess said. No, it doesn't matter either way. Thank you. It was my pleasure, the woman responded. Thank you, Jess, for choosing to be open-minded, for being coachable, for not clinging to old beliefs, for creating new habits, and for refusing to give up. You'll continue to experience setbacks and speed bumps, but now you're equipped to handle them. Jess was nodding so much, she resembled a bobblehead on the dashboard of a car. Whenever you're overwhelmed, remember that I'm always with you, and there are always others out there to help. And if you're ever in a pinch, you can visit me here. The woman gestured, one hand still gloved, the other bare to the edges of her frame and the gallery beyond. Goodbye, Jess, she said. And with that, Jess's painted friend froze. Goodbye, Jess said, her heart full of gratitude and excitement.